Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. WQAD Podcast Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens, a production of WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region, a podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. I'm Jim Mertens, and this is the Cities Podcast. The next honor flight of the Quad Cities will be a special one for dozens of veterans, as well as for the organization making their dreams come true. The honor flights resume after the COVID-19 pandemic kept the trips to Washington military monuments grounded. But beyond the resumption of flights, the trip on November 4th has even more meaning for the organization itself. We talked with retired Lieutenant Colonel Stephen Garrington, director of the honor flight of the Quad Cities. How important is it to have a return of the honor flight after all of these months of COVID? Well, it, it's, it's thrilling to us and I think to the whole Quad Cities to know that we're going to be able to um, celebrate these guys and the sacrifice they made. Uh, that, that's, that's really important. And we're really thrilled to do it, especially at, uh, during COVID to give us a little bit of uh, smiles in the, in the midst of a lot of frowns. Well, and let's be honest. I mean, the whole point of the honor flight was to make sure that uh, these veterans were able to see the monuments that are dedicated in their honor to the wars in Washington, D.C. before it was too late. And we've gone, what, about Correct. 20 months it must have been too late for some of the people on your list. We, um, I, the last I looked, I think we had five men who were on the list to go on the flight and who passed away in between the, the, the time we had to cancel for COVID until now. So we are exceedingly sorry to see them. One of them, they're, um, uh, we're going to take his flag the flag that usually is, is placed over the coffin and we will be taking that with us on the flight and bringing it back so that even though he wasn't able to go his flag will go with us to uh, washington dc well i know that you've done that in the past not necessarily for for a person who was supposed to be on that flight but i've known i i was uh, on one of your flights where you did take a flag and brought it back and wow i mean that's just as equally emotional because you present that flag when you return to the Quad City Airport, and wow, that has an impact. It, it's great for the families. It's great for all the soldiers. Uh, it is, it's such a, a wonderful experience for everyone who's at the airport watching the flag. The flag leads us down back to our families, and uh, it, it is an emotional, but it is, it's, a, it's what we should be doing. We should be honoring people, living and dead, Let's talk about the return of the honor flights. What did it take to get to this point? Why, why is now a good time to resume the flights? Well, it, there are a lot of restrictions, a lot of work. We've probably done twice as many hours in the office 
with all the volunteers coming in uh, that we normally do because there's so many other things that have to be done. For As an example, uh, in most places in Washington, D.C., if you're going to be inside, you must have a mask. And so we have had to talk to the veterans and say, you've got to be willing to wear a mask when we tell you to do so. Uh, you got to follow orders, you know, uh, and they have all agreed that they will wear a mask when they want to. Now, there are a couple that said, I don't want to do that. And we said, well, we'll put you on the first flight where we don't have to do that. And they said, fine, we'll just we'll wait until that flight comes along. That's OK, too. Uh, they, they have they, that's their um, prerogative. And uh, certainly they'll, they can do that. So just doing that, making sure everyone has their shots, um, making sure we're all ready to go. And because uh, we're going to be crammed together on the airplane, we're going to be crammed together on the bus. Uh, we won't be crammed at the monuments, of course, they'll all scatter for a while. But um, we do want to be safe. And let's face it, their health at, at the age and they're all my age, some a little older, some a little younger. And um, we've got to be careful. Well, you do visit the uh, Air and Space Museum. Um, we do. Uh, I forgot the airport. Help me out. Dulles. <laughs> Thank you. At Dulles. I cannot believe I couldn't remember that. At Dulles Airport, not, not downtown at the National Mall. And so there, there is some close quarters at times. Yep. Though that is a there, huge facility. That is. There are three Air and Space Museums, and we do the one at Dulles, which is the Uvar Hazy Air and Space Museum. Very and, cool, because uh, it's got the shuttle and it's got so many warplanes. It is very cool. Oh, yeah. And it has planes from both from Vietnam and from Korea and from World War II. So our veterans can go to the area that they that where um, they feel most comfortable. And uh, one of the greatest things I remember, there was a we had a mechanic from the Korean War and he was in a wheelchair and he had his guardian had pushed him up by an uh, F-86, a fighter plane from uh, from Korea. And he was saying, I used to work on these. And there was a bolt that was hard to get at. And I had to lay on my back and slip back <laughs> in there. And, and pretty soon there were 20 or 30 people all around him listening to him like yeah. he was. Uh, and he was just in heaven that they were all paying attention to all the story he had to tell about working on the F-86 in Korea. Because he did so, have a story to tell. Oh, he did. They yeah. all have a story to tell. Yeah. Every single one. And um, and one of the things we like to do is ask them questions to yeah. get their stories and then to remind them when they get home to their families to tell the story again. Not just, you know, not just tell it to our, our guardian uh, who would love to hear it, but also you need to tell it to your families. Living history. They need to hear it as well. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Also, this flight is very important for the organization as well. It's in the honor of your founder. It is. Bob Morrison was a, was the founder uh, of the Honor Flight. He came up with, uh, did all the work to get it started. Uh, came up with a um, a group of twelve men, and I was honored to be on it. And uh, Mike Haney and Dave Woods were also were still on the board. Uh, were also members of that at that time. And um, we're uh, Bob passed away. Uh, just a little while ago and so this flight is in his honor and we are having two of his sons go on the flight as guardians oh that's great 
Because I, I know Bob always didn't want to go on the flight and replace a veteran because he felt since he wasn't uh, a, a veteran in that sense that he didn't deserve a place. But I know that he was able to finally go on the flight. Uh, I mean, what a, what a spectacular man he was. Well, yes, he was, he was really great and, and a great organizer. He really got things going and got it started and uh, and put it together. And uh, but of course, none of us do any, any of this alone. It's really a, a committee, uh, a tremendous number of volunteers. Um, we are we who are on the, the the board are just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, we work together with many many volunteers, and that's what really makes it, it all. Quad City things. We have volunteers from Galesburg and from Sterling and from uh, Tipton and from all, of course, each of the Quad Cities, but distances away as well. They all work together. We all work together to really uh, make this a wonderful time for our veterans. So we know the flight's coming up on November 4th. Tell me about 2022, because I know you got a lot of plans already, but you have a whole nother year coming up where hopefully things start getting a little closer to normal. We're certainly hoping, I think the whole world is hoping something gets Fair closer enough. to normal. Fair enough. But uh, yes, we are, we are certainly hoping that things get closer to normal. And um, we're planning for four flights in 2022, two in the spring and two in the fall. Summer's too hot, winter's too cold. So um, we're, we're planning on four flights then. And um, we've got to, of course, take care of all the logistical things, um, rent uh, the airplane and uh, contract with the bus and the food and make sure Arlington is open at that particular time and all those things. And make sure we, we've scheduled with the park police and all the, there, there are so many people you have to contact and say, is, is this okay? Is it right this date? And then we, then we go ahead and we start calling veterans and guardians. And, and usually you're looking for extra guardians, are you not? Those, those chaperones? Oh. I, I, I know sometimes you're in short supply. We, we are. Um, we have a, a list of guardians, but uh, you start calling them and some of them have to work. Um, some of them have uh, other commitments that they have to take care of. And so it's nice to have about three times as many guardians as you really need. And it's all that. Now, the Guardians do pay $400 for the privilege of going along on the trip. They make a donation of $400, I should say. But uh, and, and that's really a wonderful thing. But I'll tell you what, I've never met a Guardian yet who didn't think it was worth it. Lieutenant Colonel Stephen Garrington, Director of the Honor Flight of the Quad Cities. And the organization is always looking for volunteers as well as chaperones who will help veterans during the flight. Check out the details at honorflightqc.org. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. WQAD Podcast Network.